This week, we actually watch a slasher movie for a podcast called Stabby Stabby. We watched Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. Stabby Stabby. and welcome back to another episode of Stabby Stabby. I'm one of your hosts, Greg, and uh, tonight I'm drinking a Rebel Hill Last Known Surrounding Double IPA. And it's uh, just like a sweet, sweet orange juice eight percenter, and it's uh, wonderful. Damn. Um, Eric. Yeah. What you got? I, what you got? Uh, I haven't heard of that one, Greg. Usually it's a uh, bleed green, so uh, I'll have to talk to yeah, you about Yeah, they one. just released it a couple weeks ago. So. Nice. I am uh, enjoying a two versions of me, uh, West Coast style IPA from its collaboration from uh, Kate May and Tonewood Brewing. So, got this when I was uh, down the shore last weekend. It's good, six seven and a half nice. percenter. How about you, Dan? What are you up to? I'm uh, I'm enjoying a, a very nice chilly, wet, cold seltzer water. It's kind of hitting the spot. I'm a little under the weather today, so I wanted to take it easy on my poor crippled hollowed out body but um before we go much farther um we have a, a fourth a fourth voice joining us today uh mm-hmm. it's it's mm. friend of the podcast jim say hi jim hey don't gentlemen hello hey, jim, jim. Hello, hello. what you are you, what you drinking are you are you drinking anything oh i am i'm sort of double fisting and you can make all the jokes you want about that nice um i've got a, a woodford reserve bourbon i'm sipping on and uh and since we were watching a white trash movie, I'm going with a white trash beer. It's a Founders Solid Gold. So hey, that oh, sounds delectable. Nice. That's like the the end of the shift coming out of the coal mine. Give me a like a lager and a shot of whiskey to like wear the day off. Kind of a pairing. It took me it. years not to get out of that uh, routine. So this is, oh, a, this man, is a special I'm... occasion. <laughs> I feel like I was born into that routine, and by the time I die, it'll be like a three-shot habit. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Uh, Jim Jim's a friend of the podcast. He's another uh, big horror nerd that we know from... Or I shouldn't say big horror nerd. You're another movie nerd that I go and see movies with regularly. Um, uh, you and your girlfriend are both awesome, very smart, and I'm very excited uh, to have you on the podcast to talk about this movie. You recommended that we talk about um jason Lewis. recommended like, slash bullied my way in here yeah, yeah. T- t- tell us why tell us why i want to hear your i want to hear your excuse this movie is the first horror movie i've ever seen in my life i saw it at a very young age it came out in 86 and i saw it in 86 because my babysitter at the time had a bootleg copy of it nice. this was on one vhs tape it was like the the idea was we were going to my brother and i were going to watch the karate kid part two but the pre-show was Friday the 13th, part six. <laughs> so it started with this movie. And uh, it's it scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. And I didn't see it again until I was about 14 and caught it randomly in the middle of the night on ABC. And uh, they cut they they cut a lot of stuff out, but not too much, as it turns out, because it's not an, a very bloody movie. But it's still my favorite the entire Friday the 13th franchise. And it's been talked to death elsewhere, but... It's always worth bringing up, I think. It's it's worth uh, worth checking out. It's the one where Jason finally becomes like a a true monster and super super creature, as opposed to just like the regular regular un- hard to kill guy. And they yeah. sort, of, sort of kept with this 
idea going forward, but they never quite got it right after this. It got the the movies got more and more neutered, or just well, at the exception of part nine, where they went really overboard with the gore, but it was just a terrible, almost unwatchable movie in my my opinion. But uh, my stupid humble opinion. But I love I love this movie. This movie's great. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And uh, this guy should have directed uh, Freddy versus Jason, the director of this movie. It's a great, great film. I will say it, it definitely has that Freddy versus Jason vibe. And maybe it's just all the <laughs> the kind of back and forth across the camp uh, towards the end of the movie. Um, so, yeah, I agree. This is the first one to actually put children in jeopardy. They don't, other than Corey Feldman, but like he doesn't really. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it ramps up the tension when you have a room full of kids it does and uh it was, it was really, it's it's it stays with me this movie it's great i kind of i can't believe they played this on abc that floors me it was a thing where like they like usa got the rights to i think most of the franchise but part four and part six for the longest time were just not on cable anywhere it was very strange now you can find them anywhere it's still funny considering like the average episode of Walking Dead is way more graphic. Yeah. Than oh, yeah. Or any of the films, really. The movie suffers only because they do censor it because it kills some of the comedy in it, which is uh, pretty solid. But uh, I, I love, I love what got through. And I think the creativity of the of the the kills and the and the whole setup, the punchlines, pretty much work. You know, it's definitely more than just the blood. It's just the the setup punchline. It's pretty good. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? You guys ready to? You want to you want to do this plot? You want to you want to get into this bad boy? Let's do it. Let's peek under that that hockey mask. Now let's get to the plot. So Friday the Thirteenth Part Six opens up with uh, Tommy Tommy Jarvis and his friend Halls are driving to Jason's grave where they uh, Tommy decides kind of uh in a, a very poor choice to dig up jason um because he wants to send him back to hell or send him to hell um, it seems like digging and, uh, somebody they, up is the opposite of sending them to hell well you know he plans he, he's got gasoline in the back he's gonna burn him you know he's gonna cremate the body so it's just gone he's gonna kill him right? kill him again that is some strange like uh non-continuity continuity the way these movies are set up they're so poorly because in part five they do mention that the body was burned but as it turns out in part six he was buried after all and uh and actually the other part five connection is the truck that uh tommy jarvis is even driving it's the truck that belonged to uh pam who was maybe murdered at the end of that last movie by tommy. oh shit yeah that's weird interesting weird little things it doesn't really mean too much but fun little stupid detail there well i i I also thought it was funny that he brought the mask which is like i don't know that that just seems like it (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's what's the point of of bringing the dead monster its mask like i guess you're kind of getting rid of it with him but it goes also back to like when we watched uh we watched faust and they they the devil threw like the sword arms in when they buried him alive it's just like stop giving him things that are his it's a bad choice (laughs) It might be an idea. It might be an idea that yet yeah, you're right. He's just he might be trying to like they say is try to stop the nightmares. It's not not the best like psycho psychology they're uh, promoting here. I don't. I, I'm yeah. no I'm no doctor. 
I don't know if you guys knew that. <laughs> I'm no doctor, but whoever wrote this was sick. I mean, I will say, any anytime I'm up, upset about anything, I just go dig up bodies. Just random ones. It, it makes me feel better. It was actually th- named this podcast after Greg. <laughs> it was a thing when I was a little kid, I thought I would be digging up more bodies once I turned 18. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm shocked that hasn't come to pass. Our, I do like that you said more bodies. Yeah. More bodies. <laughs> just some bodies. And our last wow. movie, Blood, Blood Diner, started with a uh, them exhuming a body. Also, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, that's right. Keeping it on theme. Man, it's yeah. So they they uh, they do end up digging up Jason, and uh, you know he's a a rotting corpse covered co- covered with maggots and everything. It looks badass. And um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And Tommy decides to like grab one of the like fence posts. He gets a little stabby, fence- stabby. <laughs> yeah, he gets stabby stabby with Jason. Uh, he stabs him like through, like stabs the corpse through the chest, and then they go to, I guess, get like the gasoline or whatever. And lightning strikes the the metal pole, um, Frankensteining Jason back to life. I do want to, um, if, if I could, just interrupt for a second. Hey, everybody else does. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry about it. There is a there's a thing when I saw this. There's a TV edit that actually worked better when i saw it like late night because uh it was in the original cut it just it has him holding the mask looking at the body and then going fuck you jason which is kind of weird and funny all by itself but the original the the tv edit that i saw for the longest time was just uh it was silent it held on him holding the mask and it was like kind of some sort of a point of view shot of him tossing into the grave it was actually a better shot that they should have Hmm. left in the final cut I always liked that shot, and I'm sad it's gone. Like less angry and more reflective. Yeah, it was. It was actually. It was actually a good yeah, one. Fuck you, Jason. Jesus. Is funny, which sort of is more in tone, I guess, of what they're going for. But I do like the sort of reflective thing of just and just the shot. I missed the shot. It was a good shot. I think that might be in. The, there's a on the blue. There's a slashed scenes. It probably uh, is in where there. they they like scanned a old VHS or something, and there's. A bunch of gore that was cut out, but I'm almost positive that they showed that scene as well that was shot from a different angle. So it, there's a, it's there's not a lot the of best. yeah. The quality is probably for shit. Yeah, the quality is rough, but at least you get to kind of revisit it. You know. Yeah, I have to go back. Uh, so Jason ends up getting out of the grave, um, kind of attacking it. Like goes after Tommy, and his friend Halls comes running up behind him with a shovel and like hits him <laughs> in the head, and the shovel just like snaps. And Jason just turned around and just punches him through the chest. Rips out his heart. Um, yeah, and in the in one of the cut the cut uh, gore scenes um, on the new like uh, Scream Factory set, um, it holds on his hand for just a couple more seconds, and you can see the heart more clearly. Yeah, oh, that's pretty good. That's uh, pretty cool. <laughs> and I don't uh, watch a lot of old TV shows, but that was um, Horshack. Oh yeah, right? he's on uh, Welcome Back, Cotter as a show I've never seen, yeah. but. That's not the only John Travolta connection in this movie either, because his nephew is one of the uh, camp counselors in this movie as well. Oh, nice! Oh. Right. Tom, I, I assume the one, the one male. Oh yeah, the guy, the guy counselor? with uh, a little bit of more eyeshadow than some of the women. Yeah, the crop top <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah, crop top dude, Tom Fridley. That's his name. Now, so so after he kills Halls, uh, he kind of goes back after uh, Tommy, who ends up just kind of running away and driving away in his truck. And uh, Jason gets like gets the mask off the ground uh, and puts it on, and then turns to the camera, and then we have the like 
James Bond Friday the Thirteenth like opening game <laughs> recognizing what the fuck game. Is that? <laughs> it's it, because James Bond is a mass murderer too. Okay, that state, makes sense. State that sponsored. tracks. That's all. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah, I love how instead of the gun, he just kind of slashes with the machete, like the like the eye. It's pretty great. Yeah, but it's uh, pretty weird. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pretty weird. Opening. The whole first ten minutes is it's genius. The whole thing's awesome. Oh yeah, like well, the the whole so graveyard fast. scene is is pretty beautiful yeah. like the the like gothic feel to yeah. it all uh it was super well done there were times where i've just watched the first 10 minutes of this movie and then just turned it off just to <laughs> cheer myself up you know <laughs> i've seen this movie a thousand times over the years and sometimes in depression naps or whatever but like like i don't have much time to do anything but i'll just watch those first 10 minutes it's like you know that's pretty that's pretty great you know, my 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 first note for this movie is there's so much energy right from the start. Like the the pace is so fast. It do, it gets a little slow in the middle with some of the scenes with the sheriff, but yeah. Otherwise, this movie like fucking hauls ass right I, from get go. I will say I saw it in a theater six years ago for the first time, and the whole movie does move at a clip even more more so with a crowd with with other people. Yeah, that'd be fun. And I even watched it last year with my girlfriend, and she'd never seen it before. She hated the first film when we watched that together. She gave it the, the really rave review of that was okay. So, uh, well, let's let's move on. Let's get moving on this plot a little bit um, because we got Tommy going to the cops where he meets um, a sheriff, John Carpenter. Uh, and I just wrote down this sheriff is a dick. <laughs> oh, he's great though. Uh, well, yeah, he he's great, but he is just like. So, you know, we live in a world where the police have a tendency to overstep their, their bounds. He almost kills Immediately, yeah, threatens to shoot him. Several well, times. He's like sleeping. <laughs> like sleeping and then pulls a gun on the first guy that enters into his office. <laughs> I got you, please. You in show business, kid? You sure know how to make an entrance. Look, you got to do something. Jason's alive. He killed my friend, and now he's coming for me. You got to cool out, boy. You already almost got your head blown off. Will you listen, damn it? Don't piss me off, Junior. I will repaint this office with your brains. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, so Tommy kind of, he, he relates what has happened. Uh, it says that Jason's, you know, back. And for some reason, he knows that he's stronger than ever. Um, and uh, so the cops, uh, or the sheriff in his wisdom, decides to just, like, lock up tommy because he's nuts well he also tried to grab uh, a shotgun so that they frown upon that sort of thing usually well it was the 80s you could get away with a lot more well, I, like, yeah. I like that they when they locked him up they're like iron this punk yeah i have the exactly. line exactly it's <laughs> that's what's going the books is screwing the pooch iron this punk <laughs> it's pretty pretty realistic cop cop banter i uh and uh, about the deputy um, I may refer to him, uh, just an FYI, I may refer to him as, uh, Fat Billy Peltzer for the rest of the, uh, the podcast, because he looks like, <laughs> uh, Zach Galligan from Gremlins. He's only ever played cops Nobody? this actor. I've only, I've seen him in, like, two or three other movies, and he's always a cop. He's in Legal Eagles, also in 1986, where he plays a cop that arrests Robert Redford. And he's also in Shocker, the really clunky... Wes Craven, yeah, where he tries oh, to yeah. do a new Freddy Krueger and it fails, and he's also a cop. It's terrible. Um, yeah, and actually, I want to mention really quick that uh, Tommy Jarvis uh, is played um, by a new actor uh, from the previous movie, and um, what is his name? Tom Matthews, 
who plays Freddy in the best movie uh, ever made, um, Return of the Living Dead. So just, I don't know if you can hear me finger snapping over here, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought he did a great job as Tommy Jarvis in this movie, actually. I love him, too. Um, he uh, doesn't get to do a lot, I think, at the same time, except for right at the end. He's always getting cut off either by the sheriff or by the sheriff's daughter, Megan. Mm-hmm. He's constantly being told to shut up or while other which is I feel like I'm doing to you guys over this entire podcast. You're, tar- <laughs> you're trying to finish the thought and I'm talking right over you. So cut my mic if I get too, get too obnoxious. But yeah, I like that guy a lot. He's pretty cool. I wish they had brought this character back and with this actor in later movies in the series. Well, apparently um, he, he's been in a lot of the like fan movies, like Never Hike Alone and, and things like that. Um, so that's kind of cool that he has returned to kind of play that role yeah, I, outside of the Hollywood movies. I thought I saw his name in like a credit for a video game that Adam Oh, Green, he's Adam in Green's Friday in. the 13th, the video game. The yeah. one that came out like four years ago. You can play as that character. That I've I've never played the game, but I've, I've watched more streams of people playing that game than I care to admit. And yeah, they <laughs> use his voice. They brought back a lot of the voices from a lot of the different actors throughout the series. It's pretty great. Um, but now we actually get to a uh, pretty cool uh, murder scene. Uh, it's, uh, I just called it Jason versus the counselors in the car. And, uh, Tony Goldwyn. This is great. You get the um, uh, the head counselors for um, Camp Forest Green, which is the renamed Camp Crystal Lake. And uh, they're they're lost. They can't find their way. And uh, they just pull up and Jason's just standing in the middle of the road. <laughs> Great. And uh, the girl that the girl that's driving is just like Darren. We better turn around. Why? Because I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. She's got the right um, idea. It was a <laughs> yeah. She was smart. Um, but they uh, they end up. Uh, he ends up the the male counselor ends up getting out of the car with a gun, trying to intimidate Jason and uh, shoots him a couple times and. Uh, Jason just like spears him and just throws him over his head. He, he hucks him. It's like he should, if, if it was any crazier, it'd be like he'd shot put him. It was like the, the, he hucks this guy. It was amazing. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and then he like he shoves it and he still has that like metal fence um, from the graveyard. Yeah, it's like his first weapon. He, yeah, yeah. Uh, he I, I like it that he kind of grows his weapon throughout yeah the movie. he's like um he's like a solid snake from the metal gear movies uh, or games <laughs> no, where he's, he's just finding what he needs along the way he's great yeah he's awesome uh so he ends up breaking the window of the car the girl kind of climbs out uh into like a mud puddle and uh jason's just standing over her and she's like getting her money out to give to him to like you know save her life and she looks up and he's gone and she seems like relieved for like four seconds and then jason just like jumps down like right by her head and just stabs her uh, and she kind of just sinks into the water the man's an artist Um, he's got he's got to do it right he's got to be his way he's got a lot of interesting kills in this movie or it's not just him walking up to you and stabbing you he's hiding in trees he's he's playing hide and seek like this is um this is also sort of the beginning of his almost teleportation sort of things. It's not like too uh, egregious, but it does start here. It, it is sort of a thing where he's sort of teleported behind her. Right there. Yeah. Because he was right there and she should have seen him walk walk around the way he did. But it's cool that it, the way it happens. It's fun. 
it was a good jump scare. Like I, it yeah. got me. Like it, it was a, effective. One of the, um, one of the cut scenes for for Gore was when he stabbed her. They kind of held on the um, fence post, and it, you just saw the blood like pull around the bottom of it, like where her head would have been, and you can hear like oh, gurgling and mud kind of, you know, moving yeah. around. It, yeah, you it, can see like held the bubbles coming up from her like. Last yeah, breath. it was cool. It was it was cool. That's the one kill that maybe one of two kills. Are, like, I wouldn't want to be that person the way they die because that that one just seems like especially gross. That was also the actually I guess maybe it starts with the first scene. But does ever does every Jason movie finish kills off with him in some kind of hero pose that's shot with that like wide shot that feels like a no uh, like really intentionally composed. This is image. this is another uh, good point I meant to bring up. Uh, this is the first. Uh, Friday the 13th movie where it's not just uh, where you actually see him wandering around. It's like, like a, instead of almost like a first person point of view, because the first five movies are point of view up until the last 20 minutes or so. And you don't like Halloween style. Yeah. yeah it's and yeah. by part five, even part four, it's really annoying in my opinion. It's just, it, like, just show them already. We all know who it is, but what it's just, this one does away with all. And the opening kill scenes, they have that shot that leads to his James Bond intro that's like really cool, like neat compositions, fun to look at. You could pause it and print it and it'd be a good poster. Mm-hmm. And then this moment here with the shot of him just standing there holding the, the post above like the seemingly headless woman's body, like with the bubbles gurgling and everything. And, and like the the fog in the woods and the car is sitting there and ugh, it's just such a cool looking shot. And there's another one later on when after the uh, RV sequence that's like yeah, really, boy. really like creepy and beautiful like they took time and they it was great it, that the visual language of this movie totally elevated it like it is cartoony and silly and goofy but it's also like quite lovely to look at there's a lot of attention to details just to go back to kind of what, what jim had said though about like you see jason throughout the whole movie um do you think it could be them overcompensating with jason because jason wasn't in the previous movie like it was uh, it was Roy. I think it's a lot of things. There, there are that like part five opens also with the, with uh, some randos digging up Jason. It turns out to be a dream sequence, but it is like that part six is sort of doing that sort of same thing right. This movie is trying to like make a make make right a lot of things that went wrong with the last one. There's only one sequence in this film that I feel like was just too much, and it turned out it was like a. A scene that they did indeed add later and that's when the caretaker gets wasted all it's got to be is interesting to look at it's the only bar you got across oh speaking of interesting to look at we are now introduced to megan and her friends hey what a segue uh, at the sheriff's look at that transition <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so we we're back at the sheriff's uh, office and um uh yeah we meet megan who's the sheriff's daughter uh court sissy and paula um they're they're worried because the head counselors never showed up and uh they want uh the sheriff to go check for him and i believe the sheriff's name is uh sheriff garris right, mm-hmm. right? Yep. yeah named after mick garris there's a lot of like cunningham road references there's carp carpenter county um they they do just drop horror director names in this movie um hey but yeah that's fine um and um, we'll we'll allow it. Stabby stabby approves. Yeah. yeah. So so when the when the counselors are there, uh, they hear Tommy kind of talking about Jason and and what what's been going He's on. He's like like um, you know uh, they're probably all right. 
But uh, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I kind of my fault. <laughs> you know, I kind of I kind of brought a zombie monster killer back to life. Uh, <laughs> oops. Whoops. <laughs> sorry, guys, but uh, they're probably. Dead. He tried to do. He tried to do the right thing. He went right to the police after his friend was murdered. That, well, that's what this movie proves. The police are never helpful. And they don't solve I think the last uh, few years should be make that crystal clear to most folks. But they were saying this back in '86, man. I mean, they're ahead. This movie's ahead of its time. Yeah. Um, then we kind of move to the cemetery um, where that old man caretaker is, um, and he's he sees that Jason's grave is dug up, and um, he just fills it back up and this is the weirdest scene in the movie because like he's he's talking about like who would dig up you know jason's grave then he just looks right at the camera and he says some folks have a strange idea entertaining yeah just calling out the audience for watching you know drek like friday there's definitely some fourth wall breaking here and there this movie winky and you either like it or don't or even like me where it's like I don't even know if I like it anymore or if I ever did, but it's there. So, no. yeah, it's, it's, it's small enough that it's, I think it's totally fine. Um, but it's, you could also just cut it out and it doesn't change anything. Totally. Um, cause it's not that it's not funny and it doesn't really add anything, but, um, I, I kind of like that old man. Yeah. You know, I, like, I like most I old men. I like, I like him too, which is why I, I, I think that's the other reason why I don't like the fact that he gets killed. I, he should, I wish they'd left him alone. He almost made it. It's fucking Frank Mancuso Jr. that insisted on more death in the movie, so they they kill him off. He should have been the final girl. Agreed. <laughs> it would have been awesome. <laughs> just chasing him around. He's just drinking his. That would make this movie ch- truly legendary if it was just the old man that saved the day. Yeah. If he had like a falsetto scream. But that does happen. Eighty six again, nineteen eighty six, crazy year. It is the old man that saves the day at the end of the Lost Boys. So there you go. Old men had I've their never, due. Just not I've never seen the Lost Boys. Never seen that movie. No, never once. Spoiler alert. Oh, it's a goodie. It's a great movie. Yeah, I'm, so, I don't need to. No, it's it's worth it. It's worth your time. It's got the two Corys, dude. Check it out. Yeah, this has this one's got like a lot of that meta humor going on. You know, apparently it influenced the Scream series. Uh, they yeah. reached out to the director and, and told him so, which is kind of cool. Wow, that's awesome. Tom McLaughlin almost directed Scream, apparently. Oh, and no he, kidding. Yeah, he passed on it, and he kicked himself Oof. long after the fact. But yeah, Scream, Scream totally happened because of uh, Jason Lives, at least in part. I like the winking. I think it goes a long way to set the tone. I don't take this movie too seriously, so then when the really goofy shit starts happening, I it, like enjoy myself instead of thinking about it too much. I I think I'm on the same page. This movie is just like a warm blanket for me. Yeah, exactly. It has been for years. That's why I've watched, it's, I've watched it more than the other ones. The other ones, part four is this close second for me because that's I care about the people in that movie. I really and uh, uh, Crispin Glover is of course the big draw, but that movie is just it. It's a lot cozier than something. Part five or seven. Those are some of the nastiest ones. Just the nastiest characters. Oh, God. The Crispin Glover yeah. dance dance sequence is one of the best things ever filmed. <laughs> Absolutely. It's look freaking for, brilliant. Look on uh, YouTube. There, somebody has slowed it down. So, like, it just it keeps on just repeating and getting slower <laughs> and slower. It's the funniest Beautiful. edit ever. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so after the cemetery scene where he fills up Jason's grave... 
Um, we, you know, I'm going to go through this scene quick because it's just some counselor stuff there at the camp. Um, it turns out that Megan is, for some reason, into Tommy Jarvis. And um, the camp kids show up. Lunch, That's all I want to Lunch talk Lady about Doris one. is on the bus saying, like, here they are, you pieces of shit, take them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the worst the worst part of this entire movie is the, the like, forced love thing. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's... Didn't need it. It comes... It, it, there's no reason for it. Yeah. But, like, I like Megan. She's great. Me too. So any way to get... Any reason to get her in the movie more, I, I think she's she's a... She felt like a real character outside of the, like forced interest in time. I actually really like all the counselors. They're, they're, they're all okay. You, Court is like a weirdo, but he's but he's alright. I When I was a little kid, I thought I thought that looked kind of cool. Just the ripped jeans and shit. Now, I don't know. It's, it's like, I don't know it's what coming look back. they're going It's for. coming back. It, it, yeah. Everything's old, old as new again, but I always like the right. counselors. Paula and Sissy. They're, I always thought they were really They smart. all feel real. Yeah. yeah. And, and you don't want them to die. Yeah. 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 Um, and now we kind of move to the paintball scene, um, where it's, I guess it's like a corporate retreat oh, yeah. and they're yeah. playing paintball in the woods. And, uh, it's like these two, these, these two old, like, or these two like older out of shape guys. I couldn't tell if they were twins or not. They kind of look like twins, but, um, coded gay. Uh, they're, they're, I just re- re- <laughs> realized that like last year. Chamber. really but, like my girlfriend pointed it out like right away i'm like holy shit you're right because it's because the, the couple like bickering yeah calm down a little bit with your attitude would you your death is my business you become this whole other person when we're out here stan i don't like it this is a man's game requires a man's cunning yeah, I see that now. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. That's cool. Yeah, oh. I, I never, I never did either. This whole, sorry, Graham, to cut. This whole sequence reminded me of like a police academy movie for some reason. Yes, the it music turned, especially. Yeah, it, it is straight like out of police academy. Yeah, the way it's edited, it was kind of a nice little break. It was like a little goofy comedy in the middle of the movie. You know? And 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 Jason, like these kills are pretty fun as well. Oh. Like he 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 takes a guy uh, who has a machete. And rips off his arm and slams his face into a tree, which has like a happy face carved into it. So when his face hits it, it turns into like a red happy face. Um, the two two guys that are bickering and the like woman that shoots them to knock him out of the game, they're all walking together. And Jason just jumps out of a tree. That scared the shit out yeah. of me when I was a little kid. That that. But like, why is Jason hiding? It made me jump too. That was great. It was fun. Yeah, but it just it doesn't make sense it, for his character. No, I don't know that. Well, come on, man. The guy's an artist, like I said. He just he he has to do it his way. He needs to have fun. Yeah, he's cut. He's cutting loose. Cr- crouching tiger, hidden Jason. He's got a little zipline up there. <laughs> uh, but he gets a uh, three-way decapitation um, right there, which is uh, pretty awesome. Uh, you don't see you don't see it quite as well um, oh, in the censorship. Cut. Uh, yeah, scene, yeah, and uh, what they cut out um, on the the Scream Factory box, so um, much better. Uh, they, yeah. yeah, you see him cut it, and then like you see that kind of uh, from a low angle, they fall to their knees, and their heads kind of roll in front of the camera. Um, it's significantly. Better. It's funnier that, that way. It's funnier that way. I've seen that that unedited kill. It's like, that's the problem. That's the one major problem with the movie is the fact that the the by cutting out the 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 harsher gore you're losing some comedy some real the good yeah. edge you know more than anything else well they sp- spent all that time and artistry to like make prosthetic heads and you know 
Yeah. They just don't yeah. use it. Yeah. So so moving on from there, we got um uh, the cops are escorting Tommy out of town. Um because I guess they realized they literally have nothing to hold him for. Nah, he, uh, he did so, try to grab that shotgun, but they just don't want to deal with uh, it. You can overlook yeah. that. He's he's a white young man. You can overlook that. It's fine. <laughs> um so they uh yeah they're escorting him out of town uh this is a scene that uh, uh it kind of cuts in it's all happening simultaneously the uh old man old caretaker is is drinking in the woods and he gets killed by jason and then there's like a horny couple uh who are are kind of going on a date in the woods uh they all they kind of spy that what's happening jason ends up chasing them and killing them as well um horny with their clothes on and uh that's right. Well, that's that's how all the movies we watch horny apparently. That's all just horny with a chance of being fully dressed. <laughs> the director is also apparently very Catholic, which is funny because I also grew up Catholic. So this whole movie is sort of does sort of have like a weird Catholic bent to it, and that up to including like like guilt about sex. And he, to his credit, though, the the one scene where you really want to see nudity in the RV later on. Uh, he asked the woman to get naked and she said no because they didn't clear it earlier. And he's like, all right, fine. So he, he's oh, not going to get hey, good for him. Yeah. He, you know, he's a decent, he's a decent enough person. Mr. McLaughlin. I, you know, I also read, sorry, Greg, we're totally gone. I also read that the original, the Tommy from a new beginning, he became a born again Christian and, Oh, a couple of people around yeah, on this yeah, franchise have gone to Jesus. That's for yeah. Sure. So he didn't want to repri- <laughs> reprise his role. So there's it's weird, like religious. Jennifer character. Cook, who plays uh, Megan in this movie, also went there. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we 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 kind of cut back to the camp for a little bit, and uh, we see Sissy and Paula, and they're kind of talking. And um, uh, Sissy wants to play cards. She wants to play Camp Blood, and I I want to learn the rules of this game. We should make that a drinking game one night. Do it on like Twitch. Camp Blood. We'll just drink and play Camp Blood. I feel um, like you need a specific deck, like Uno. Like you need, it can't just be like regular playing cards because there's. They, they were playing regular playing cards. I know, but like the just they didn't quite flesh out the game. So. Well, it's yeah, one yeah. Of those things, or I don't know if this works. I think it would get stale really fast, and somebody's throwing something at the wall at the rules, or maybe I'm just speaking for me. <laughs> That's where the blood comes in. Is <laughs> oh, eventually yeah. the two inter- inter- interlocutors like tear each other's limbs off. There you go. There's the Friday the 13th of the all gets bloody. <laughs> uh, but we do have a, a we uh, the, the counselors hear a little girl screaming um, and they, they go to check on her. And this seems not really that important to me, but I did like think it was interesting that the little girl who's who had a nightmare about being chased by a man that was trying to kill her, that her name is Nancy. Oh, yeah. The nightmare came Street, out two right? years after Elm Street. So I didn't know if that was just kind of another horror movie reference it may be it may not be but that kid sucks so i kind of don't care (laughs) (laughs) if if i'm remembering correctly it was that was his wife's name or something it was like a dedication to her or something because uh i thought the same exact thing greg but then yeah 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 i don't think it was um and now we 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 move on to the sexiest scene of the movie which is the rv scene um, we got Court and some girl. Uh, her name is. is Nikki. Okay. Darcy DeMoss. I've I've done research on this woman. <laughs> she was also. <laughs> I was actually just before the pod. I was looking at her IMDb. She was also in this movie. I've never seen, but I saw the VHS box in the video stores. Movies called Hard Bodies. And it's just this uh, like oh, bikini yeah. 
Redhead Girl with like whipped cream, the title, hard bodies on there. I've yeah. never seen this, Eric. I don't know what's going on in that movie, but I've always been curious. Yeah, I have. I have that. Yeah, I'll lend it to oh, you, Jeff. Okay. I'll, lend, I'll, uh, I'll send it your way. I don't have a VCR. I have VHS tapes, but I don't have a VCR. So. Oh no, it's on blue. It's on like a. Oh. It's on blue it's now. On like yeah. a, he, he has. He has it in Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to find. I have to look at my my. Well, find I'll, it, I'll have to do. It's it's like extensive four, research on this film. Yeah, it's like four movies in one. It's like a spring break uh, compilation or something like that. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they, um, I don't know who it, it might be Mill Creek. Um, they, they just, you know, the ones that are doing like the VHS cover ones. Um, well, they, they, uh, it was just released on a single Blu-ray as well. Um, and I think it's like eight bucks or something. I've been meaning to pick it up. Um, but yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just uh, I'm gonna do the RVC oh, real quick. Great. It'll be uh, like I, I, four are we seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me uh, let me just get from beginning sure. to end. It'll be very quick. I'm not going into detail. So uh, there's an RV sex scene. Everybody has their clothes on. Uh, Jason ends up killing everyone, and the RV crashes, and Jason stands on it. Really cool. Now we can talk about it. You can go into all the details. Uh, one of my, one of my favorite Court, scenes. Nikki are killed. It's great. The songs are great. The songs, uh, I, I love the Alice Cooper song, Teenage Frankenstein. That's a lot of fun. The, the, song, the song that's playing while they're having sex is some 80s trash called Animal, parentheses, I'm no. <laughs> so instead of just saying, I'm no animal, you know, animal, I'm no. And uh, that's by a band called Felony, and that song's fun. It's not 10 minutes long like the girl. I was going to ask that. That, that was it my is, next question. Is, no, I, is it, it actually 10 minutes long? I think when they were on set, they were listening to a Pink Floyd song, probably, if it was 10 minutes long. But even that doesn't track. That's just what I've made up in my own mind. So. Eric, what were you going to say? <laughs> Sorry, Eric. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, no, I was, I was saying that it was my favorite scene. Yeah, I love The Fog. I like Teenage Frankenstein. I really like the kill with the girl's head through the side of the... RV. Yeah, that might see, be like, my favorite kill of the movie. Yeah, the metal so just good. like imprints from her like face on the outside. It's like it's the best. That was great. Yeah, yeah, totally over the top. I loved everything about it. The knife in the kid's head, and then Jason's pose on the camper at the end. There's like fire, and he's in silhouette. The whole sequence is fantastic. Yeah, agreed. Super exciting, and I couldn't help but wonder if they picked Teenage Frankenstein as a nod to. Jason being electrocuted to be brought back to life. I think it's a, like... it's just a, Alice Cooper was uh, on a comeback and he just wrote a bunch of songs. He wrote the main theme for the for the movie specifically, but Teenage Frankenstein oh, makes sense. It's like he was a uh, he spent three years drying out because he was, he was a real boozer back in the day, and the first first album back Constrictor was sort of a beginning of a comeback for him. And the man behind the mask, the main theme is like. A great fucking song, big in Sweden, I hear. But I I love that song. It's a uh, great, yeah, it's great stuff. I was also gonna say really quick. Uh, Court has this awful muddled line in the movie where he, where Nikki is being killed in the bathroom, and he goes, but he's driving and doesn't notice anything. But he goes, "Hey Nikki, what are you doing back there? Taking a dump?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I always it doesn't make it, it sort of makes sense, but never made much sense. To I've always hated that line. It's just, it's just gross. <laughs> it's the grossest part of the film in a weird way. It's just, <laughs> I, I, I liked them. They, they're like interplay um, during that whole scene. Oh yeah. Like they just seem like they were having fun. Totally. They seem like real people. Totally. 
Well, she she was like, you got to keep yeah, going yeah. until the end of the song. Which yeah, uh, which is the most yeah. unrealistic part. <laughs> <laughs> if you want somebody to get get there towards the end of the song, you put two and a half minutes song on, and you don't you don't start until there's thirty seconds left. You just play some Ramones. You just, you just put on the that old school Nokia cell phone ring. <laughs> You know, the one that's like, do 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 That's all you got, yeah. Yeah, but that that closing shot is the best shot in the movie. So cool. Absolutely. Him sitting on top of the RV. Fucking beautiful. If I had to do a poster for this movie, it would be that shot. That was the last scene filmed. I do like that they had, like, a big car wreck, too. Like Same. I love car And car chase, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. A little bit later, yeah. That crash is violent. Yeah, it's like, like it, death it was proof pretty shocking. Almost. It's a little, yeah, like, it's it's not bad. It's it's really good. They did they this movie wasn't that big of a budget, but they pulled off more. But like, Jason takes Manhattan had way more money than way more money than uh, this movie did, and they did a hell of a lot less. This movie really like stretched it out and made it work. Agreed. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll move past that unless you guys have anything else you want no, to talk about cool. it. All right. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, we do all love Wait, it. Wait, bueno. Watch this scene over and um, over. So we're, we're back at the police station. Uh, the sheriff gets a call. Uh, they found the head counselors. Uh, so he goes to that crime scene. And uh, Megan's just chilling at the police station. I will, I, will, uh, I will say at that crime scene, the deputy's like, Well, he picked the right day to pull this shit. What do you mean? Happy Friday the 13th. Uh, and and uh, while while Megan's at the police station, uh, Tommy calls. Uh, he calls for the sheriff. Obviously, sheriff's not there, so Megan ends up going to pick him up. Uh, because Tommy now kind of has. You see him reading an occult book for like four seconds. A manual of occultism. Yes. Yeah. The dead or alive. So I guess that's. I guess that's where he learns that like you have to take. Like he can only die where he was oh, made, yeah. or like he can only die at yeah. home. Or something. I think he just learned that you just need a giant rock. That's <laughs> yeah. what solves your problem. A very a simple diagram. <laughs> Isn't that like a vampire thing? Like you have to return them to their soil or whatever. Maybe you... I don't think so. You, you, they can't come in your house unless you invite. Jason's them. more of a zombie at this point, so it could be more of a zombie thing. But, I, I, but no, I, I, like what type of voodoo you're talking about? They don't. Yeah, I think Eric's onto something. Yeah, it just I, seemed I, like you might be right. But I don't it know. seemed like yeah. there was a lot of old school uh, horror movie. Like you know, there was Frankenstein. I, I think he was pulling from different stuff at this point. But the I name of the sense. the name of the place he's at is Karloff's something. So that Boris Karloff. That's mm. the investigation. So. Nice. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, so he, um, uh, Megan comes to pick him up to go get the supplies that he needs. He needs that um, giant rock. We don't know what it is yet. Well, he needs to get that <laughs> giant rock, um, some, some, um, a chain, uh, and, uh, a, a padlock. Um, but we don't know that yet. That'll be a little bit later. And, uh, uh, the sheriff, um, be, pretty much says like you know tommy they're trying to find tommy still and uh he sets up a roadblock so eventually after a pretty cool car chase and some really cool driving by megan um uh, they do end up kind of at the road the roadblock that the sheriff is at and they're in trouble is this that sequence where they just keep showing her denim vagina yeah 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 and and, uh the shots are clearly they were running out of uh uh, nighttime because you see daylight spring up in some of those. Scenes. Oh, nice! That's just because you're staring at a denim vagina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's where daylight <laughs> comes from. 
Oh, also, one of the cops chasing him is a 1986 uh, New York Mets ball player, Keith Hernandez. There. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, it's he looks just uh, like. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, that like he, <laughs> he's referred to as as handsome by his partner later. But like, yeah, when he's like checking out his oh, hair right, before right. going to that find that guy's a yeah. dead fucking ringer for. Superstar yeah, Keith that's why I honestly believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. I love the 86 Mets. I love my, 1986 was a pretty good year for a six-year-old boy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I think it's Alice Cooper playing again to the songs like yes. Hard Rock, Hard Rock, Hard Rock Summer, Summer. In, in, in the USA. <laughs> yeah. Yep, fun song. Was the, was the scene before this, wasn't wasn't one of the camp girls, unless I'm getting my scenes messed up, uh, mixed up, She's reading like a minute playbook. It was like a nudie mag. Uh, that's the yeah. scene coming up right now. Cause then oh, okay. All right. Yeah, he yeah, returns yeah. to camp. Finally, yeah. he finally yeah, yeah. walks over there, and then he walks by her window while she's reading like ostensibly a Playgirl magazine. <laughs> yeah. And then minute, she sees minute play. Yeah, the shadow goes by the window, and then that's when a uh, sissy, who's the girl there, she like goes up and like goes to investigate. Right, that's right. Yeah, pours a soda of, of some kind over the window, and you hear like rustling and like like right, an annoyed grunt, and then she's immediately lifted out of the window, and her head is ripped off. Yeah, she's wearing sweatpants, a half shirt, and suspenders underneath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to stop well. you because it, it literally everything Jim said was basically word for word what my. I'm notes sorry, are. Greg. I'm doing your job. No, no, I'm, no. I'm, that I'm was that was hijacking this thing, right? <laughs> that was absolutely perfect. And then I was going to follow it up with exactly what Eric said, was that sissies wearing sweatpants and suspenders. This was the kill that my babysitter uh, loved the most. I remember that from being a little, the, little This is the one with like the slippers. There's a shot of the slippers. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. She, he, so he, funny. He, just right out of her slippers. And then the other the other girl, Paula, is just like doesn't even get out of bed when she hears the screaming. She's like, I can't be bothered with this bullshit, you know. Well, yeah, she was like, oh, don't wake up the, you know, quit messing around. Don't wake up the kids. Um, but what I, what the kill was interesting to me because uh, you see her head twist around, mm-hmm. you know, but to me, that was just breaking her neck and killing her. I didn't see like the decapitation. I always remember that kill- differently too, for the longest time that you actually see him go like almost like pop her head like a cork. Like, I always remember that wrong. Like that might be in the cut. The cut stuff, Greg. I can't remember if it is or not. Almost, almost well, it, every it, kill was better in the cut stuff, and I'm pretty sure that. Well, you, there. he he does decapitate her. You, mm-hmm. I just didn't see it in that scene. But when he's carrying her body, yeah, um, it's headless. Past like totally the window, headless. the little. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's when I was like, "Oh shit!" He ripped her yeah, head off. That's awesome. Uh, and also, her head falls out of the car, or like later. Oh, in the that's movie, right. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I think if you listen, if you listen to the sound effects after he twists her head, it like cuts away as you hear like another like gurgling snap. Yeah. yeah. And I remember hearing that and thinking like, "Oh, okay. I think he just he just uncorked this poor woman." It's it's great shit. I, I have nothing else to add except that that's a kill that definitely haunted my dreams when I was. Did, oh, did yeah. you notice uh, there's one other uh, thing that somebody was reading in this movie that they made a point of like lighting to show like another little joke? I'll let the, you have it. One, I know what you mean. But I'll let you have the it. one camper is laying in bed reading Sartre's, uh, what was it? No Exit? No Exit. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, and eventually all those kids end up locked in a room together waiting for their death, which I thought was pretty nice. Nice little nod. Good job. Absolutely. I see you, movie. I'm here with you. Mm, very cool. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that got a resounding hmm from Greg. <laughs> no, it's a little too artful for me, sir. 
<laughs> yeah, it's uh, that little kid should have been reading porn. As well. <laughs> I, I totally agree. It would have been women at play. Uh, yes, it would, that's, that's yes. I got nothing. Uh, it's actually after that scene. Uh, yeah, we we have the little girl. She sees Jason through the window, um, carrying Sissy's headless corpse, um, and then uh, she kind of runs into um, the cabin where Paula is, and she's like carrying the bloody machete that Jason had just dropped. I guess I didn't really need it anymore. Um, and and Paula uh, takes her back to her cabin, uh, and and kind of tells her like, you know what I used to do when I was a little girl and I got scared. I would close my eyes and say a little prayer. And you know what? Pretty soon, everything scary went away. It worked for me. I bet it'll work for you, too. So that kind of comes up a little bit later. Uh, The sheriff had kind of arrested Tommy again and grounded uh, Megan. And now we're back to the the police station. And he gets a call that um, they found the RV wreck where, like, the girl Nikki's killed... Court has a, a knife through his head, um, and the RV is is crashed. So he goes to check on that, um, and uh, there uh, basically he found out that he found out like, oh, this happened around like eight thirty or nine o'clock. And Megan says, well, it couldn't have been because he this whole movie he's thinking that Tommy is basically Jason is is re is is trying to make it seem like Jason's doing the murders, but it's actually Tommy. And Megan says. Oh, you know, Tommy was with me at that time. Like, it couldn't have been him. Which does not line uh, up, but, by the way, of course. The, the, well, the but, ending is bad, but, I think. The yeah, the, the, it. It, it jumps. The, yeah, time jumps around in this movie. I mean, Tommy um, didn't do it, of course, but, like, just the way they set it up. It, Clerks makes that same mistake. Everything happens at 4 o'clock. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so so uh, the, the sheriff goes off to that crime scene. Um, Megan tricks Fat Billy Peltzer into, like, uh, letting Tommy out, like they steal his keys and they shove him into the That's right. the uh, the uh, the d- jail cell. She holds and a Tommy cop at gunpoint and... with his own gun, yeah. which is pretty metal. I dug it. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's a douchebag anyway. It's fine. Did that laser um, ever end up paying off? I don't remember no, that laser ever. No, they never get to the fire hell? that gun. It's yeah, like, it's what, like, what a setup. It is a setup that they never pay off, and they they don't take the gun with them too. Like they, yeah, Higgins, like. Shouldn't we have taken that gun when they're driving off to Crystal Lake? And and Tommy's like, eh, fuck that shit. It's it's useless, you know. And he's and he's right, but at the same time, I would have taken that fucking gun. I'm sure anybody listening to this has already seen this movie, but in case you haven't, it's a laser sight the size of a, on a fucking revolver. like on like like it's like magnet. on a revolver. It's the <laughs> it's the size of like a big gulp from Seven Eleven. True. Strapped to the top of this revolver, and it never pays off. It's the same laser scope style that Schwarzenegger uses in the original Terminator. It's absurd. Yeah, check Chekhov's laser sight. It's so annoying. So now we're kind of moving into, like, the big third act climax for the movie. Um, so we might go through this a little faster, um, just because it's mostly action. Um, so Megan and Tommy uh, head back to the camp. Um, Tommy's plan is to basically put Jason back in the water. Rock. Um, where he died. <laughs> He's like a cat. Um, He's, like, getting wet. <laughs> uh, we, we've got... Yeah, <laughs> Uh, we've got a like a Jason versus Nancy scene um, as well, um, and and like <laughs> the whole time it's it you have this 
I think someone mentioned it earlier, like this lingering fear of child murder yes. like, is going to yeah, happen. It, For the it, whole movie, I kept asking myself, are they going to murder kids? That was the selling point when I was a little kid. My babysitter said, like, <laughs> look, you're you're a little kid. Even if you did see Jason, he wouldn't go after you. And this movie proves it right now. I'm more of a threat than, than a threat to death than you are because she was like maybe 13 at the time. You know, That's I'm, a good point. I'm almost six years old. But I hadn't seen part four yet where Corey Feldman was maybe 10 in that movie and jason totally tries to kill that that fucking guy in that movie so <laughs> yeah but he ultimately kills jason yeah so. that's true these kids were in jeopardy for sure but no yeah uh but yeah you, you kind of just see jason um hovering over her bed and she starts praying and and he jason hears something outside so he just walks away and um the girl thinks the power of god saved her a catholic filmmaker uh, from, i hadn't connected those those things but yeah saying the priest prayer and it worked yep so that that sound was the cops arriving um the i think it's the sheriff goes to the the cabin that nancy was in and nancy's murder you don't Not nancy, see too was, much uh, of uh, paula oh i'm paula, sorry paula yeah. yeah paula by the way um, like paula. i i'm sorry to cut in there but like there was that great moment where jason sort of stalks her from the window as she's leaving nancy's yes cabin. yeah dude That's, i wrote that that down. was always a scary moment when i was like when i was a kid i still love yeah. that shot nice yeah nice, and nice he explodes shot. paula you don't see it but she, <laughs> yeah. she just she it's just a fucking geyser or whatever he left behind it. well i i like this the part where you know it's all filmed from outside the cabin and you see her get like thrown into the window and she's like hanging like halfway yeah. and you think like oh you know she's dead now and you just see him come up and just like pull yeah. her back into the cabin it's awesome violent yeah, as when fuck. the sh- the, the sh- when the sheriff gets in there it is a bloodbath from one person <laughs> it's amazing it's it, like like johnny depp in nightmare on elm street like love just like yeah. destroy your room it was pretty great like jason has one of those guns from district nine that just turns you inside out so they, the cops decide to spread out, I guess. Uh, one cop gets killed. I thought it was a hatchet, but I'm not sure. It's it's by the docks. Yeah, I, he picked up a bunch of shit from the paintballer people since they probably when the survivalists. That's where he got the machete. So he gets stuff yeah. from them. It, it was like a dart of some kind. Yeah, or like yeah, an yeah. arrow. It, it looked like he threw a hatchet, but yeah, I think it was like a dart or a, a thin knife yeah. or whatever. But he chucks Pretty it at great. him from a distance. Um, Very reminiscent of... um. Like the harpoon mm-hmm. scene from what three? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Then he uh yeah, so one cop gets killed by the like arrow or whatever in the head. Another cop gets his head just squished. Yeah, Officer Keith Hernandez gets um, his head squished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is he handsome? And, uh, Is that the handsome Yes, officer? he's he's yeah. the handsome guy. The, yeah. the okay. moose with the big moustache there. Yeah. It, I I love that they didn't need that moment. I loved getting it. That was great. <laughs> Um, the sheriff kind of finds the kids in the room, tells them to hide under the bed. Um, the sheriff kind of meets up with Jason now and shoots him like seven times. Um, I've, and, and he does like one of my favorite things in, in like uh, action movies <laughs> yeah. where when your, your guns out of bullets, you just throw <laughs> sure. it away as a, as a police officer at a summer camp for children. Just chuck that revolver <laughs> in the leaves over there. Somebody else will find good use for this later. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they got they got archery. Now they can just take up skeet shooting. When you were a Boy Scout, Eric, did you just find discarded police revolvers scattered through the woods? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, when we were yeah. shooting twenty twos, <laughs> we just chucked them at each other when we were done. 
so uh, now Tommy and Megan arrive. Uh, Megan goes to the cat, like that same bloody cabin, and kind of freaks out. Um, and Tommy just goes like to go set up his Jason trap. Um, while Megan, um, big rock. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's finally got his big rock. <laughs> can I, can I talk? Can I talk about something that I'm not sure I saw correctly? But when the kids are hiding under the bed, there's like this weird sequence where they show them like jumping under the beds like oh yeah they're diving they're like diving in midair and they just intercut between like four different kids diving (laughs) it's like the weirdest thing i was rolling i was laughing out loud i don't know if i don't think it was meant to be funny but it just played like it was hilarious for some reason i i find that 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 it's that seems very cute and i'm and i was reflecting that i was the same age as some of those kids in that movie like yeah all this too it's just they, they were young that's the scene that ends with the two boys under the bed and one of them turns to the other one and says like so what were you gonna be when you grew up <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. that guy's cynic at like 12 he's like clear <laughs> so funny he's great he's awesome yeah those kids were definitely taking um their their inevitable murder instruct yeah pretty well pretty well <laughs> uh so uh, Na- uh what's her name megan goes to uh the sheriff's car to call for help like tommy told her and uh, she opens the door and sissy's head just rolls out <laughs> um, surprise which, just the idea that jason was like yeah this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go put the head into the front well, seat of the cop it's car. also funny because in lieu of destroying communication because he does cut the phone line at one point so they call for help yeah. but you'd think he would destroy the radio but instead he just left the head in there so she's too traumatized <laughs> to even think of using the radio now because she doesn't call for help or anything should have shoved the the radio handpiece up her neck hole or something just really uh, seal that off yeah 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 you'd have to like talk into her mouth <laughs> <laughs> that would be great <laughs> Um, so, so, uh, the sheriff ends up attacking Jason again, um, uh, in the woods. Cause, uh, Megan is now yelling for her dad to come like help. And, um, uh, Jason kind of turns to go after him and, or go after her. And, uh, the, the sheriff attacks Jason and is kind of like nailing him in the head with a rock. He not, you know, he, he get he knocks Jason down, which like good for him. Um, but Jason just like grabs him and just bends him backwards yeah. in half. Yeah. This is a kill that actually, when I saw the supposedly edited version on TV, they accidentally show the gorier cut that's in the deleted scenes now. So you really see the sheriff like bend in half from like Jason's POV instead, of, as opposed to the way it is in the theatrical cut, where it sort of like cuts away to a lot wide shot really fast. But it's like such a great yeah, kill. The, un- the unedited version it's is pretty good. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, this is this is the one they should have let out of all of them. It's oh, a totally. sh- It's a shame that they had to. They he just folds him over in half like a suitcase, and yep. they show him <laughs> like struggling, and then they you just hear like his vertebrae break, break and it's it's so cool in the uh, cut scene. Yeah, it's great. It's great in the movie. It's still awesome, but it ramps it up so much. Uh, it's so cooler in the in the cut scene. It's a shame, but mm. still awesome though. Um, and now we got uh, Jason kind of goes into the cabin where all the kids are, and the kids all kind of rush to the back. He destroys uh, that door. Fear. He, he just he just <laughs> walks <laughs> through <laughs> the door. Mister Kool Aid Man's his ass. Oh yeah, cabin. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, uh, yeah, Megan, I guess, hears the kids screaming, and she runs up to the cabin to help. I guess. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, like Jason just breaks down the wall 
and and comes after her and is, is kind of like grabbing her and choking her. Um, and meanwhile, Tommy is in the boat with his rock and chain and everything. <laughs> when you word it that way, it's like um, he's doing like shit all. Meanwhile, Tommy's <laughs> yeah, in his boat with just his rock, <laughs> chilling in the boat. Come on, come um, on, maggot head. Yeah, well, my that's my favorite thing is like he just starts yelling at Jason, like he's like, oh, yo, I'm the one you want. He he calls him like chicken shit. Because um, I'm a pussy. Like um, and it's uh so so Jason, you know, he doesn't he doesn't take any guff. He's not gonna be criticized. I love that so he comes after I love Tommy. That he just walks and just walks into the water. Like yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. He's waiting. Awesome. It's just he just walks in there. It's cool. Great. And it just disappears. Super tense, super creepy. That that whole build up and then when he starts lighting the, the water on fire and everything. Which makes no sense. But it looked awesome. It looked so cool. It's a great battle to the death right here. Well, yeah, I mean I wouldn't say quite battle to the death death because uh this the the tommy jason fight um where, where jason's in the water and, and tommy's in the boat is um i think like a clear example of the fight scenes that dan hates yeah where it's just like you grab each other's shoulders and you just struggle a little bit and then you let go <laughs> yeah so so they they fight um tommy uh he eventually gets the chain around jason's neck so his obviously his plan was to um lock jason like tied to a uh, a big boulder to basically keep him submerged underwater um but jason kind of it still has a hold of tommy so tommy goes down with him and i guess ultimately kind of drowns um but tommy's or uh, jason's still stuck down there um and, somehow um, even though the chain's just around his neck that's enough to yeah it's enough to yeah, yeah he, he did know how to he take did just sweater. break down like a door and a wall and he exploded a girl, yeah. but that that breaking that chain is just a bridge too far. We're just not even breaking it. He could just lift it up and over his neck. Maybe. You know? well, I, well, he did. He did pick up a huge, like a, a grown man earlier in the movie on the edge of, or like on the end of a uh, metal. Yes, that's you know, right. Fence post and just chuck him over his head. Like it was no problem. <laughs> yes. Or Tony. Gold. So like that guy had to be like, what? Like one eighty at mm-hmm. least. Yeah. No, he was know? a cop. He's a fatto. He's like 220, 240. No, the head counselor I'm talking yeah, about. Oh, never mind. Yeah, Tony Goldwyn at the yeah, very yeah, beginning. You're right. At the boat. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, but yeah, he's well, he's stuck underwater, Dan. He's stuck underwater. <laughs> and uh, Tommy floats to the top, and Megan goes in and kind of rescues him, or tries to rescue him, and Jason grabs her foot. Um, I would have tried to get Jason into a deeper part of the water, um, but uh, yeah, he grabs her foot, and um, she's trying to get away, and um, she remembers... Uh, movie that comes out in the future after this movie, um, Psycho Pike <laughs> ends up killing killing Jason the exact way that the they kill the uh, the killer fish in Psycho Pike with the with the uh, boat oh, propeller, um, and um, yeah, so so Jason she she actually kills Jason there, destroys um, his neck, ends up dry- It's just like yeah. yeah yeah well it's nice well you get a lot of like blood and chunks and yeah, stuff nice. coming up on the water like it's, it's really unexpected because cool. you don't think of Jason as a guy that bleeds unless he's Roy in the fifth movie you know but like like he doesn't yeah. bleed much you know except maybe the ramp but that's uh, that's a nice gruesome like throat rip whatever the fuck it's it's great the movie earned it I, I wasn't a big fan of him like getting killed by a boat propeller or uh, you know whatever it's called. Um, but like it was still the, the gore of it was yeah. awesome. Um, so, so Megan ends up dragging Tommy back to the, uh, out of the water and ends up reviving him and the kids all cheer 
because he's back. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's literally yeah. their deliveries. Um, yeah. <laughs> they, they jam a metal rod um, through his chest, and the lightning strikes it, and he's back, <laughs> and he's back again. But we actually, it, it kind of uh, the shot cuts to uh, to Jason underwater, and it like zooms in on his face, and he opens his eyes. So he's he's alive still, but he's stuck underwater. It's a great ending. He's just angry. Yeah, and uh, it cuts to uh, Alice Cooper's uh, Man Behind the Mask uh, during the credits. And that, in a nutshell, <laughs> we, skipped, we skipped a good amount of stuff. But I think, you know, this is a movie that I think a lot of people have probably seen already. Uh, this was Jason, uh, or Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. <laughs> Yay. Nice now, they're actually, like, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, there was one part in the movie... Uh, that like, it was like a weird comedy thing. Um, oh, it was it was the old man. It was the old caretaker. After um, Tommy gets to the cemetery to show the cops that like, oh, you know, I dug him up. Look, the graves dug up, and he had filled it in. And he just says, uh, "Does he think I'm a fart head?" And it just like <laughs> quick cuts to the kids yeah, at the like, camp, yeah! and they're all just cheering like, "Yeah!" <laughs> like it was so yeah, perfect I love that. and so stupid. There are a lot of good little uh, cuts like that. When uh, Paula is exploded in her cabin, like, and it's like it cuts from like the shot of Jason throwing her out the window and then dragging her back in to immediately a uh, Billy Peltzer cop crushing a a, a bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she yeah. was just squashed like a bug, and now he just immediately squashed the bug. The the cop who got hit in the head with what, what maybe it was a dart or whatever, it cuts immediately to a dartboard inside the boys' cabin. There, you know, just that there are there are some like good little uh, edit gags on this movie that that work. I I like Jay. I, I like the guy that played Jason in this one. That looks. Like I do C- too. He's CJ. My, same. CJ Graham. Yeah, CJ yeah, Graham. He's got the the. I watched like one of the extras and they talked about him be having Marine training, which I think kind of comes through. Um, and the one thing I want to awesome. mention, he's also in uh, highway to hell. He's a uh, Sergeant Bedlam in highway to hell. No way. Oh shit. That's, that's awesome. I that's love that movie. movie. I've not seen in a very long time. Oh, I love that movie. That's a good one. That movie's that, that's like a movie that's just full of puns. I I'm a, I'm a sucker for a horror movie full of puns. Well, if that does it for the uh, plot of Jason Lives, um, why don't we transition into those ratings, boys? Time for the ratings. So, here on Stabby Stabby, we rate our movies 1 to 10 stabs, uh, 10 being the best, and um, as always, we uh, like to stab each other with love. So, a uh, little affectionate pokes. Uh, yeah, so uh, let's uh, let's start with Jim. How many stabs would you give Jason Lives? Uh, being generous and also fair. Um, is that the same thing? I don't know. I'm a little drunk, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that. It this is a movie that means a lot to me, so it's got that nostalgia vibe. But even a, even nostalgia wouldn't make me go to it this many times. That this movie, like, it's not the goriest horror movie. This is. Total, any and all criticism levied against the Friday the Thirteenth franchise is probably earned, but this one's one of the best of the bunch, if not the best. So I'm gonna go with nine stabs, nice and clean. Nine out of ten. Damn, nice! Wow, nine stabs. This movie's um, great. Not not too bad at all. Um, Eric, 
give me them stabs. Yeah, I'll give you some stabs. So I was gonna go. Um, <laughs> I was gonna go seven and a half for this. Um, I really liked it a lot. Uh, zombie Jason, comedy horror mix, ton of freaking kills, like eighteen or twenty kills. I don't. It, it was a lot of kills. I love the pacing. It was so fast and it was shot really well. Like it looked much better than it probably should. That RV scene is perfect. The folding the cop over in half like a suitcase is awesome. <laughs> uh, the clothed sex scene. I mean, there's just so much about it. It's great. Um, I should probably even go higher. But yeah, I think I'm going to stick at seven and a half. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was really fun revisiting it. Uh, how about you, Dan? Uh, I'm I'm right with you guys. Uh, I I kind of shat on this franchise at the start of this thing, and I I should say uh, I loved this movie. I'm gonna give it um, eight and a half. Um, right on. It's it's probably at the highest rating I've I've given to a movie so far on this podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed it. In fact, I enjoyed this movie so much. I I really am. I want to go back and rewatch the uh, the whole franchise uh, with some fresh eyes. Um, because yeah, maybe I maybe I just didn't give them a fair enough shake. Although I will stand by the the first one's not. You're probably right at the same time, but I would definitely recommend part four big time. You could go right yeah. from four to six and you'd be fine. But the Tommy Jarvis trilogy, like four, five, six, is an interesting watch. At the very I I loved it. I I think like the the comedy makes the tension feel better and more tense, and the violence and the comedy is like. Ah, it's just that the tone is perfect. This movie, it, I, I don't know. There's not much else left to say. It's just really brilliant, really great. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and I would probably give it a 9 out of 10 if I saw like the unrated cut. Because it sounds like I'm really missing out. So that will be my next project. Because I'm going to go seek that out. Because I thoroughly enjoyed this. Thanks for the recommendation, Jim. Uh, Greg, how many stabs? How, how many How many times did you stab Jason Lives? Uh, this is so hard for me. Um, because Friday the 13th is my favorite horror franchise. Um, not my favorite horror movie, but, um, it, it's, I would say, yeah, I would go, I would go with Eric with a seven and a half. Um, it loses it. You know, you, you know, my rules with movies, uh, it loses points. Uh, there is zero nudity. <laughs> so fair. you lose two points. Of it's the only one that doesn't um, have nudity. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like I, I think I think two is better. I think uh, four is better. Um, uh, I, I, I kind of put it up there with it, it's it's hurtful to say, but I put it up there with X. But I think X is super fun. <laughs> yeah, but the, the the this movie is is so much fun. Um, you know, it is it is a gruesome, violent live action cartoon. Um, and uh, I'll take that any day. Like seven and a half for for a. Uh, uh, you know, a, a above average Friday the 13th movie. Um, but like it's, it's, it's infinitely rewatchable. Um, totally. I, I will watch this many, many, many more times in my life or this year. Um, so, uh, yeah, seven and a half. I, I mean, Hey, it did pretty good. I'll take it. It did, <laughs> it did pretty good through everybody. Nobody hurt my feelings. Um, on this. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this movie. I hated it. <laughs> no, this is good. This is this was fun. That that line. What were you gonna be when you grew up? That that kills me. <laughs> Just rereading in my notes has me chuckling. It's so good. I'm trying to think if there was a quote I missed. Oh, uh, fucking a man. Hit the noise of the cherries when they. <laughs> that was the other big line of the movie that I really loved. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's yeah. Not only is it rewatchable, but it's it's quotable all day. It is totally. Some folks got a strange idea of entertainment. Um, every 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 character feels real. Um, uh, the 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 cops do what they have to do. Uh, but um, yeah, it's 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 fun. It's it's great. Um, and I I do feel like they they turned the Tommy Jarvis character. Like you know, I I personally didn't. F- feel much for him in five he's um, a non-entity but like five. yeah yeah um but he he's he's the the uh, hero <laughs> question <laughs> in, in six um <laughs> yeah he's, he's supposed to be um but like he's he's good he he works he works really well in the movie um yeah man it's so good i'm so glad we watched it i'm glad you guys did too i'm glad you let me on that was really nice of y'all yeah thanks for joining us jim this is fun you were you were a very welcomed uh, co-host. This was great. Well, I, I appreciate the podcast and you guys opening just from the few episodes you've guys done already. You're opening me up to movies I've never heard of before, so that goes a long way. So yeah, I'm, I'm screwing up the algorithm by doing a very. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> this this will be the one that people listen I hope to. So. That's cool. But like, I just hope they. I hope everybody checks out the previous episodes and the one. Yeah, please listen to Evils of the Night because that, that one was bonkers. Is That's fucking no one listen. No one listened to. <laughs> um, but no, I think I think from here we're probably going to mix in more things that people have heard of, um, just to to kind of reach more people maybe who don't want to hear about um, killer fish uh, from Canada. <laughs> uh, check us out and follow us on Instagram at StabbyPod. Um, we're posting about the episodes. <laughs> I'm not very fun on there. <laughs> Um, but true. yeah, come in, uh, come, come to the hellscape that is social media on Instagram and, um, uh, join us there. Um, anybody got, uh, anything to plug or anything going? The United States Postal Service. <laughs> <laughs> buy stamps. Buy stamps. Go buy some stamps. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, wear a mask around your mail carrier. That's what I would recommend in this trying time. Done and done. You know? That's, that's all. That's all I can hope for at this point. Um, if, if you are still listening, uh, whatever podcast uh, uh, service you're using to listen to this, go look us up and give us a five-star rating. Very much appreciate it. And if you're inclined to give us less than five stars, then you can just not. You can just not. You can take the, you can take those four. You just put them right back in your pocket. Yeah, that's right. Keep your, <laughs> you keep just, your comments you can hold in your pocket. Those for a rainy day. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And as we always say, stab, stab your, your friends. friends. Yay. Oh,